Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for the Tour de Suisse. Recap of Stage 3. We'll quickly go over oh, Stage 1 and 2. I'll do that rapid fire now for you. <laughs> the opening TT was won by Stefan Kuhn getting it done on home soil. He, his last World Tour win was, in fact, this exact stage two years ago. But that day, today, well, not today, two days ago, he beat Evenepoel and Wout van Aard by not even a second, five or six seconds and ten seconds, respectively. Goes into the leader's jersey. Remco takes a nice big GC lead. Yesterday, big sprint from Biniam Gomai, Benji. And a lot of talk about Wout van Aert going too early, but Biniam hit the win the same time as van Aert and held it all the way to the line with Damar on the wheel. Strong performance by Binyam. I would say that Binyam was behind the rider while Wout van Aert was already in the wind. Because mm-hmm. Wout was in the wind at 325. And I feel like Binyam was more 250 the way I saw it personally. But it was still a very strong sprint, a very early sprint. And it's interesting. There were no real lead outs. It was always one poisson pilote, as the French would say. One lead out. One person that pilots them to the front. And then they have to figure it all out themselves. But that was a, was a weird sprint. It was just a weird sprint. Yeah, no lead outs and people kind of tired from the hills before. Anyway, today was the first mountainous GC stage and it was a hard one too. 144Ks from Tafel to Villars-sur-Olon. 10.7Ks, 7.8% pure mountaintop finish. The Giro doesn't want any part of a finish like this and it's pretty consistent. There's a 5.6% first K and then it's, you know, between 8 and 8 9% for the rest. The last K is 6%. This is the climb that uh, Bernal beat Roglic on when there was a mountain time trial in Romandy back in 2018, I think. So big, big numbers, big watts back then. They're not going to beat a mountain time trial unless Remco goes absolutely, would go absolutely crazy on this stage. But still, could Stefan Kung in the leaders' jersey, could he stay at least in, you know, top 10 contention before some of the more up and down mountain top finishes or mountain stages later in the race? And uh, yeah, there's a breakaway, Benji. Yeah, there was a breakaway. I, uh, I'll be honest about it. They weren't too prevalent in the uh, final of today's stage. Zukowski, Parmesan, Kamp, Cher, and Ursulin. I, um, I like Kamp's jersey, but I do feel like now that I'm in Swiss with my mind, Tour de Swiss, I'm, I'm completely in Swiss with my head. It looks like a Swiss national champion jersey from the back. So sometimes confusing. That being said, they got caught eventually, before we got to the final climb, because FDG and Quickstep controlled it really closely. I think 320 was what FDG started controlling it at, and then Quickstep took that down to 240, 230, then they both worked together a bit to reel them in towards the end of the stage. So that's basically how that happened. But before we get to the final climb, before we get to Villars-sur-Olon, the descent before that was quite wet, huh? It was, it was. I was like, this is a big test for Wilco Kelderman. It is well for Nart here too, who, <laughs> you know, they don't want him crashing up before the Tour de France. So there is part of Jumbo Visma's uh, Tour de France team being Kelderman and Van Aert. Kuss is uh, recovering at home and I think might have gone to team now. 
other Tour de France contenders or riders who are here are Pidcock, who's been at altitude. Felix Gull, I believe, will go for Azure Desert alongside O'Connor. And I think Luchenko, of course, for Astana. I don't... Agita was supposed to go, I, I think, or him or Shackman for Bora. Uh, but Karn Oterbrooks is their GC leader here. Bahrain's one of their Basque leaders. Bilbao is here. Mm -hmm. uh, the first stage of the tour is, in fact, in Bilbao alongside Lander, who disappointed in the Dauphiné. So there are a lot of... It's a mix because it's a very hard race and it's much closer to the Tour de France. So... I would say the main GC contenders are not at this race. Bardet is here uh, as well for DSM. And What's Ayuso. He? Oh. Yeah, yeah, not good. <laughs> Ayuso as well for uh, UAE. And so it's a bit of a mixed bag. Like you've got these guys coming off the Giro like Vine. You've guys coming, coming off a sort of 2.0 one day schedule like he or she. And you've got guys who've just been on altitude tuning up for the Vuelta like Ayuso and Gregoire. So. It, it is a mixed bag here, and, and so it's difficult to know exactly what to expect. Now, Shkiel Moza, I actually saw quite a few times. He's been, he was in Andorra training, I presume he was up Mate, at altitude. You saw I'm him in the supermarket. No, I saw him like place. two weeks later. He's here for ages. <laughs> I don't know what he was buying in the supermarket, but maybe what? some milk for the morning or something. Anyway, let's continue the, the stage recap instead of talking what Shkiel Moza bought in the supermarket in Andorra at some point in May. I was kind of surprised when I saw Wout van Aert going forward, but then I realized, okay, there's a sprint upcoming. He went for a point sprint yesterday, I feel like. Seems like he went for a point sprint again in this stage. And this is just before the final climb, right? This is with 10 kilometers to go, the final climb starts at 9.7k to go. That's the Villars for a long climb. And were you surprised that van Aert kept on pacing after he went past the sprint? I mean, this is the trouble with Wilco, but just before that, he, he tried to move Wilco up mm -hmm. into good position. Wilco couldn't follow him. Um, that's, been a, that's a problem for a lot of GC riders. Lost the wheel, and yeah, I don't really know what Van Aert was doing. Um, maybe just testing himself, because yeah, he kept pacing, um, and it looked like an attack, like Benji's lens, just off camera there. Every time. Because Wilco wasn't on his wheel, I didn't really know what he was doing. Then he stopped. And then it turned into Quickstep just controlling anyway. So Quickstep, they have two domestiques for Remco for the climbs here. That's James Knox and Catania. And Remco is, yeah, their GC leader, who is the best place GC rider by far. Uh, well, not by far, by 15 or so seconds ahead of Schielmoser after the time trial, who did a very, very good TT himself. So I thought this was going to be pretty obvious what would happen, Benji. Because mm -hmm. Knox and Catania are not going to take Remco to... 1k to go or 2k's yep. to go yep. it's not a deep train we know remco's riding style they're going to wind up the pace he's going to attack with 15 minutes to go on the climb 16 mm -hmm. minutes to go on the climb and try and hold a hard pace he's done it in catalonia he's done it in norway he's, this is how he rides every single time and that's exactly what happened really i mean no one no one serious dropped off off the pacing of Knox was more serious pacing than catania Higita, i guess True, Igita, that's not a good sign. He's looked a bit average this season. Anyone else? Lutsenko? Er, Lutsenko, yeah, but outside of that, I didn't really notice too much. I was just happy that Gregoire was still there at that point. Then he, that he continued to be there for a while longer as well, Romain Gregoire. We've spoken about the, the, the French challenge on Grupama quite a bit. Lenny Martinez, that ended up putting Mauvain 2 today as well. Mauvain 2 challenge. And then we see Gregoire doing well here. Gotta love it, the youngsters. A lot of youngsters doing well. Aitobruk's there as well. 
And we see that train, that quick step train of Cataneo, Knox, then Remco in the wheel. But I was thinking, we're now at 6.5 kilometers to go. We see that Knox is starting to talk to Remco quite a bit. He's like, hey man, how are you, man? I'm almost done, man. Okay, <laughs> it's almost your turn, man. And like after five or six times of looking next to him, I was like, it's about to happen, eh? He's going to attack, right? <laughs> yeah. And Ben Tollett was backing himself. He just won Tour of Norway GC, uh, and he was the first placed Ineos rider, and he tries to follow the inevitable Remco attack, which is an acceleration sort of while he's looking around, ups the pace, and Tollett blows himself up, unfortunately. Pitcock's a bit deeper. Sheffield, I think, had dropped before, and he just rode to his power meter or rode, rode to his own tempo the whole climb and ended up being the best placed of all the Ineos riders, actually. Um, and so Tullet, I think, caused himself a little bit there, whereas Kelderman, I, I was hopeful after the big altitude camp. I was like, he'd be able to respond. Couldn't respond. Kelderman, Ayuso, Bilbao, Altebrooks, Uran, they're left behind. And mm -hmm. it's Schelmerzer who just easily breezed across Dorenko's wheel, Benji, and then Felix Gull next. Yeah, and when that three-man squad was ahead, I was like, Keldemon's still looking okay. Keldemon is still pacing that group behind. I believe that Keldemon can come back if he keeps up that tempo, but something changed between, like, two shots where suddenly it was, like, 10 meters, and then out of nowhere it was, like, 40 meters difference between those three and the rest. And yes, Remku was pacing alone in that front three riders. Nobody was taking over. Maybe the collaboration in that second group was not great in that small moment there that caused that gap to extend quite a bit. Maybe Remco just pushed a bit too hard in that moment. But Gull and Skelmos were not taking over. And it's logical, eh? Because they're riding in the wheel of Remco, who on paper is a better climber on paper than them. So they're thinking, let me just try and hold on. I'm, I'm Skelmos. I've got a bit of a sprint. Yeah, Remco has a sprint, but I can 1v1 this guy at the finish line. So let's try and stick on this guy's wheel. And. And the gap started to gradually reduce. Was that partially because Remco reduced the tempo, or was it also because Mr. Ayuso started stomping behind? I think it was a combination of a few things. It was, mm -hmm. first of all, Remco might have been conscious that, okay, I haven't just dropped these guys straight off my wheel. And Skelmos is only 15 seconds behind him on GC. And if, if he pulls Skelmos until 1k to go the whole time, He'll have done more watts for the whole climb, but Schelmoser can take time on him and with bonuses can maybe get really close on GC. So that's what happened on Sierra Nevada. Remco was stronger than Roglic, but he pulled him for like half an hour and eventually Roglic took 15 seconds on him. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was he's just not as strong as he thought he was and couldn't hold the tempo he initially attacked at. And I think it also was, yeah, Bill Bauer initially started chasing. Kian was working really well. Mm -hmm. Ayuso started pulling really hard. Um, and they were all working really, really well. And I think Remco also saw, I, th uh, I, I just think he felt bad, actually. I think he just wasn't as good as he thought he was because yeah. it wasn't that I initially thought he's going to hold that group at 10 seconds, ride defensively with just two guys he can manage who aren't attacking him, and then gradually accelerate at the end. But that wasn't the case because Remco eventually decides to let the group behind him come back after he's been pacing for I don't know how long, and Gold just attacks him, and Remco doesn't even think of responding. Yeah, maybe that's because he indeed is not feeling like he can respond in that moment, because that continued, that behavior. Skelmoza stayed on his wheel and was probably like, 
Okay, I kind of regret not responding to get a with Gull here. I'm I'm sitting on this wheel of Remco and there's a Yuzo guy is chasing me down with a bunch of other GC riders in the wheel. So maybe I should try the same. Scalemosa, bim bang bomb. He's also attacking on the other side of the road. And Remco's like, nah, nah, I can't do this. I can't do this. And gradually Remco gets caught by the group behind with a Yuzo still continuing that pace. And when Remco gets caught, it's obvious to me that he can't follow those other two riders. There's no reason in your mind that Remco would say, I'm just going to sit up and wait in the in G2, G3 at that point. Nah, I'm going to do that. In the meanwhile, Skelmose catches up with Gull. And Remco seemingly got into trouble in the group behind a tiny bit when Ayuso started making a move there. Yeah, and I thought Ayuso would actually catch the two up front because he this is how Ooh. he rode on Picochano in the Vuelta stage six last year. He's entered in bad position and really worked his way into the climb and finished really, really strong. Uh, I think did the third best watts on that climb, maybe even the second best. I can't remember if he was above or below Musk because Musk was in Remco's wheel for a lot of it. No, sorry, Vine had better. Anyway, he was good on Picohano, and he's good on these sort of climbs. Uh, on Tion 2000, he wasn't in great shape, and I, I think these sort of 25 to 30-minute efforts suit him a little bit more as a 30-minute effort. But yeah, Remco, um, yeah. Well, it wasn't good. And now it's also the gap is so big to Schelmoser after the uh, anchors of TT gap was so close. He's losing the GC lead uh, with the way Schelmoser dropped him. There's a bit of playing out front with Schelmoser and Goal, but eventually mm -hmm. Schelmoser just attacks Goal. He is punchier than him. He's been very good in just, he's won a lot of stages already in those small, uh, the French sort of uh, circuit with some, they're really good races actually with good competition, but this is the biggest win of his career, Matthias Schelmoser. Um, who was second in Flesh Wallonne, but he's not won a mountaintop finish before. Uh, he's not won a world tour race before. And he wins Tour de Suisse first mountaintop finish, goes into the GC lead by 17 seconds ahead of Remco Evenepoel. And Felix Gold, who came second on three seconds, he actually uh, is still on in ninth, moves up 85 spots because uh, he lost so much time in the time trial. He's still on 107, which is kind of incredible. Uh, Ayuso finished third. He did gap that group. Remco got dropped initially on the last little ramp before the Flamme Rouge and came back on the flatter section. Uh, they were 21 seconds back in a group of Autobrooks, Bilbao, Kelderman, and Rigo. So Rigo looking okay uh, for the Tour de France uh, that he'll be doing for EF. Sheffield dropped Pidcock and uh, Tullet, which is okay. yeah, kind of surprising. Uh, he finished ninth. Bade, 10th on 45 seconds. Izaguirre, then Tahada turns. Pidcock on 47 seconds. What do you think about what do we learn from this? I don't think we've learned too much for the large scope of things, just that Felix Gall is actually a pretty good rider. We've seen him quite a few times doing this type of stuff in this year. And I feel like Skelmos has really stepped up from last year as well when it comes to GCs in this year. Now, I do want to add, when it comes to Remco Evenepoel, if you do this, if you do this tactic of attacking and you keep pacing with those two guys behind who on paper should be worse climbers than him, so... From the thought that he thinks he's stronger, that somewhat makes sense, but it's also not the hardest finish. And if I look at the coming days, the mountain stages are really, really scarce, 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 that's something else, scarce in this race, where I'm thinking, don't you just ride negatively for the rest of the race and just take enough time in the time trial on Skelmose? Yeah, it was, it was actually pretty weird because he must, Remco, either A, thought he was much better than he was, was today, he was going to be yeah. better, or B, 
They literally have no idea how to ride in any other way. Because Trek didn't have a domestique to light it up for Schelmoser. AG2R didn't really have anyone to light it up too much. Remco wanted to go on the attack, which, yeah, it's... I mean, you don't know exactly how you'll be until you really try it, but... I mean, he... Benji, he's been riding this way. He rode the exact same way in Catalonia, and he lost GC because of it. He's come here, and it's like... I'll be... Remco's riding like a junior still. He's riding mm -hmm. like he was in the juniors. He has not decided any other way or thought about any other way he can win races or approach these mountaintop finishes other than yeah, I will but... smash the last 20. And, and the draft, these other guys are too good. I know he's not at his best, but these other guys are too good that on 7 6%, if you're giving them 0.2 watts per kilo back because they're sitting in your draft the whole time, that they will flick you in the final. Happens so often with Remco that he comes into the situation, he just keeps on riding. And at that point, you see yourself looking at a situation where Pogacar is in that mode. And Pogacar usually doesn't just keep on riding unless he's absolutely certain that he's going to drop them. And that we saw, for example, on the, well, I would say the Col de Rome stage, for example, in tour, but he just dropped everybody instantly there. But we've seen moments where Pogacar just kept riding with someone on the wheel because he knew he would drop them over time. Now, on a stage like this, which becomes easier towards the end of the climb, this, this finish, it's, uh, you also got to think about, can I actually drop these guys? And at that point, you need to sit up a bit and then maybe try again a bit later, try and see if Ayuso will try and attack and follow his move, for example. But in the end, he just wasn't strong enough either, I think, today. That being said, what is it with these very telephoned attacks from Quickstep always? I feel like they always attack from front position. Yeah, it's pretty, actually almost knew it was coming. I guess because, yeah, they just think that, if, that he's the best, he'll just ride away. But they did big numbies, I think, today on the climb. Uh, mm -hmm. They were pretty fresh, cool conditions. Um, big numbers for 27, 30 minutes, but if Remco's not in top shape, he gets dropped, and you know, his watts are probably quite close to those guys because he paced them for so long. So, yeah, he's got to if you don't initially drop them, you've got to stop, yep. uh, let Knox or whoever come back, or just play around with the group. So, yeah, disappointing in Calderman, uh, not really, to be honest. Like, Bill Bow's the GC leader for. Bahrain. I mean, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, but he hasn't won a race, a road race for nine years for a reason. Like, so um, it's a fine performance. It's, I'd be more concerned if I was DSM with Bardet, frankly, if he's supposed to be your, your Tour de France leader. Um, whereas Will Coast, the sec, is after Coos in the train for, or before Coos, rather, for Yumbo. So that'd be a little bit more concerning. Gregoire, I thought, was excellent for a puncher. Yeah, a really, really excellent performance. And I've already said he should be going to the Tour de France. We'll talk about the demand but, news after this. Okay, then I'll have to wait a bit because I was going to say something that's very closely related to that. But continue about the race for now. <laughs> well, anyway, now Remco's got to go on the attack if he wants to win this race. Oh, is no. that even true? Is that even true? Oh, no, I'm lying. Negative racing. Wait for the TT. So the Smash last TT is 26Ks. It's hilly. And he's, what, 17 seconds back? Yeah. He'll Let's be say if he, by more than that. If he even loses more time towards someone, if he even loses like 30 seconds, if he has 30 seconds deficit by the time that time trial starts, he should still win GC. 
Don't you think they can smell blood in the water though? Now, like he well, showed yeah, his hand. It's also not the craziest parkour for Tour de Suisse that I've ever seen in my life. So if Remco can't defend it on this parkour, then he doesn't deserve to win in the first place. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, tomorrow's stage, 153 k's from Monte to Loikabad. First 80 kilometers of flat. Then they do the other side of Kranz Montana. Yes, that is the Giro Kranz Montana climb, <laughs> uh, which is the first eight kilometers at 8%. And then the last six kilometers of that are maybe 5% before the actual steeper descent into the valley, little pickup climb, and then a kind of an interesting finish, actually. They do a 7.8K, 8.6% uncategorized climb uh, called, and I think it's being put together with the Hohenweg, which is the cat one, but there's a, descent, a proper descent for like five minutes in there, and then they do a 2.7K, 7.6% pickup before another, uh, like, five another 2Ks at 5% and then 8.5% K to the top of that climb before another short descent and then a 1.2K 5% pickup. So if I'm FDJ, I mean, who... I go for Gregoire. I really go for Gregoire to win this because, he, okay, he's one minute back today, but someone would have to launch that first 8K 8.6% climb, stay away to the finish, and who's going to pace that hard to do that if you're Skelmoser, you won't do it. He's mm -hmm. got a punchy finish too. Remco would be maybe scared to do it. I think this is uh, going to be one of the punchier GC guys. I think, I think Gregoire wins this. I hope he does. I think Ayuso wins this. Ah, true. He's Ayuso, Skelmoser, uh, the better climbers. So if it's a harder race, it should be those two fighting out the sprint win. Remco can still sprint. Let's not forget yep. that. 100%. Um, so I, I, but I don't, do you, do you see big gaps? I don't see which team, maybe goal. I actually, I, I, so if I'm as Desert, I use Clement Berté and I absolutely torch that 8K, 8.6% climb for goal. Cause he's a minute back. Mm -hmm. He's at worst, the third best pure climber in this race, most likely the best or equal with Skelmosa. And he's got to take back more time if he wants to get on the podium because he's going to lose another two minutes in the T, the final TT. They got to go full gas tomorrow. So yeah, I think, um, I think Azure they got to go all in for the the top three of uh, goal on GC. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point there. And also, the more you pace for goal, the more likely you are you are going to be on the podium at the end of this race because yeah, yep. he's not the best time trialist in the world. So you got to try and make a difference and the people that might be slightly better in time trialing on the climb itself by using your team to do so and if you even drop one rider that's in the top 10 that's one rider you don't need to compete with that might compete with your body more top five so it's it's just as a a defensive measure for gull to use his best terrain to his to his strength but because no he he won't drop everybody on this climb but the more people he drops the better as simple as that like that's all i can say about the stage sheffield's what? climbing fine he was 40 Sheffield was like 40 seconds behind goal today. He's still ahead of him on GC and he's going to take more time on him on GC. So you've got to make hay while the sun is shining before that TT. If you think Gregoire will make it to this finish line, would Sheffield also not do that? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, why not? Um, okay. uh, maybe the punchy stuff is not as good for him as the long, like in Norway, he did a quite a good climb. On the, it was a very, like Alster Stoppen was also a, a 30 minute consistent effort the norway climb so 
these climbs seem to suit him after not too much fatigue in the legs beforehand. You anyway. not even Pitcock here? Who was closer than Gregoire? Uh, sure. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> unconfident sure I've ever heard in my goddamn life. <laughs> well, who, who are Ineos going to go for? I'd go Pitcock for the stage. Tell it. If, if they're going for a Gregoire in Groupama, which is a viable option, then Pitcock's going to be there as well and can compete for the stage win. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what they do. I don't know what they'll do. We'll I'm changing my mind. A user's not Pitcock. winning. It's going to be Pitcock. Okay. It'd be, it'd be good to see. Never um, mind. It's going to be a user. I'll switch back. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that wasn't the biggest news today at Tour de Suisse, which is quite a difficult race to watch for many people around the world because um, of coverage. The biggest news today is the Arnaud de Mar omission from Groupama FTJ. Now, I sensed something in the waters this coming last night because mm -hmm. I, I just sensed it in the water. And I Which put out water? Just the, the, the French Groupama FTJ tour selection water. Just, I just, too much Pinot chatter. And I, I know how they work. <laughs> and so I put out the team. Yeah. They're the best team they should take. Uh, and that, that's been wholeheartedly rejected. I thought they should take Pino. They should take Damar with Scotson. They should take Kung. They should take Gregoire for stage one and to go for yellow. He's really good. And take Garou with Madouaz and Genietz. And, um, you know, that'll be absolutely fine. Anyway, it comes out today. Damar's out. Thibaut Pino in. Damar out. And, and this is... And Damar has taken this really heavily because he said first of all they told him at Bucle de la Mayen they're not even offering him a contract extension and then apparently he was supposed to be um, they told him since December he was doing the Tour de France and he prepared for that and he's going fine. He helped Godou in Paris. He was a very professional about that whole debacle and he won Brussels Cycling Classic. He was second yesterday. It's not like he's completely washed and um, yeah I just I'm really Rob, shocked, Benji. Do you think this is a mistake? I think this is a mistake. Surely, I think this is a mistake because, like, David Godu, yes, his Paranese was grave. Yes, he got second, partially thanks to Demar. So, credits where credit is due there with that intermediate sprint. Now, next to that, we've got the Dauphiné, which is a complete opposite extreme because Godu was nowhere in the Dauphiné. So, you've got these two markers where you have to judge what Godu's form will be like. And I'm looking at the most recent one. Now, Godou's saying, well, we'll all be fine. Like, it's hard to believe that from the outside. Well, but let's say it's, it's fine. Even if Godou can compete for a top five in the Tour de France, which in good form he can do, then I still wouldn't completely throw an entire team behind him. You don't need an entire team to top five the Tour de France. You need support in the mountains. How many riders do you need as support in the mountains? Four. Four is fine. I'd Four? Four? Four max is fine, four. but as you say, those four riders can be freed on occasions yeah, yeah. to go for their own stuff. For example, Stefan Kuhn can go for stages. He can also go for the time trial. That might be more difficult than a different time trial yeah. for Stefan Kuhn, though. But the other right, Valentin Maduas, perfect domestique, and he can go for some stages in the breakaways. Michael Storer could be in there in the same way. Maybe to replace your Gregoire. I'm not 100% certain about Gregoire. I agree that he could fight for yellow, but Gregoire's I also kind of want... better than Storer right now. Yeah, but I want, I want him to be... I just want them to be 
all out on Peguar plus Lenny Martinez at the Vuelta, full leadership for both, and an entire team to support those two. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And Genietz was like, a, yeah, a couple of all-rounders like Genietz and Madawas they can and do, yeah. yeah. You, you don't need an entire lead-out for Demar. Yes, he does best with a lead-out for his team, but there's, uh, I checked earlier today, there's between six and eight pure sprint stages. Pure sprint stages, like classic ones. Exactly. So that's way more than usual in the Tour de France. Go to this Tour de France without sprinters and you're skipping out on 30% of the race, 40% of the race maybe. So I'm like, and hundreds that's just of fucking stupid. Hundreds of points. Like, yeah. you're basically going to your most important race of the year as a French team. You have the best French... Oh, no, the Port's maybe better. You have the best French sprinter of the last five years. In a way, it's coming. Yeah, maybe later, but not now. And <laughs> you are already at the start line saying, we will not even be in the top 10 relevant at all to be talked about for... 40% of the stages. Like, to me, that is... Dude, even Jumbo Visma don't put all their eggs in the basket of GC. They're like, yep. well, anything can happen. He can get sick. He can crash out. You know what eases that pain a little bit? Is if you've won a stage or you've gone for green. And, and I really don't think DeMar is that far out of the green jersey conversation. Van Aert's not going for it. Philipson is, you know... Winning it. Uh, yeah, of course, the heavy favorite, but he could get disqualified. Yeah. He could crash out. He could get relegated. He could, anything could happen, as we saw with Sagan and Matthews back in the day. So, DeMar's not a completely unrealistic guy to go for it. Uh, even if, okay, yeah. Is he going to head to head in a burn in a race beat Groenewegen and Jakobsen and co if they all get a perfect lead out against him? No. But anything can happen in a sprint, and I do actually think his form is quite fine. And also, he was like, there's no better option. And this is the thing, like, it's so old school and traditional thinking, thinking that more mountain domestiques who are not good at climbing, Quentin Pacher or Rudy Mollard, who are not good at climbing, help a GC rider that much. They don't. When Godou is on Puy de Dome, he is on his own. They cannot fucking push him up the climb. When he is on Col de Juplin, they cannot help him. When he's on Col de la Lose, they can barely help him on the steep section because they will be dropped. Pardon? Only when you put them in the brake as satellite rider. But Groupon doesn't then. do that. Yeah. So that you, triggers you me. You need a pure, like you need someone like Vine, someone like Coos, Borja, someone like Kamna, and you only need one. You don't need four of them. One is fine. The problem is, Pino is not going to help Gadu. Pino is selfish, and he's not going to help Gadu that much, I don't think. Uh, maybe under sufferance. So Pino, you put him in, he's going to go for his own objectives as his farewell mm -hmm. tour. Yeah. So now you put Pino in, and now you've taken that spot, and you think, okay, well now, who's going to help Gadu? And then, anyway, look, I don't want to, it's unfair, it is unfair to compare Groupama FTJ to Yumbo Visma and Ineos in UAE because the budgets are extremely different. But if we compare them to EF Education Easy Post, who don't have a big budget, who's won more Tour de France stages consistently the last few years or the last five years? I haven't looked up the stat, but I think it's, I think it's EF, right? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but your point aside, we'll pretend it's right. Your point aside for a second, 
even if Demar goes into this team, even if he has one extra leadout man, which is Scottson, next to a Kung, they, they both can try and help position him before a sprint starts. Then he can try and figure it out himself once the sprint is beginning. You don't necessarily need a last leadout man every sprint to be competitive in a sprint. He's proven it before that he's won. Next, in, in that Giro where you won three stages, two of which were with help of Singledom, one of which was without a, a proper last man leadout. So he's had occasions where he can sprint on his own. Now, when it comes to the fronts, that's, that's more difficult. But it's still possible. It's six to eight chances to do so. So it's worth it. And even with those two riders to the team, I still have trouble finding the eighth rider for the team. It's like, there's not eight super obvious riders for the Tour de France <laughs> in this team. Come on. And that's the thing, like, they haven't looked at all the stages. And stage one, for example, is perfect for Gregoire. Like, yep. I really, really believe in Gregoire. If you saw what he did at Dunkirk on not that hard a climb against Hageness, who is very highly rated, he has a huge explosion for a 20-year-old that's weighing next to nothing. And... He climbs decently too, so yeah. But he's the next Jala man, and and to not, I know he's young, but I of course I'm a very high risk person for high reward. <laughs> so like I see stage one, I look at their roster, and I think Gregoire is the best rider to win that stage to take yellow. Chance is what five percent, but if you do that, it's like one of the biggest yep. things in the in the team's history, you know. So to me, because the downside is as you said. Rudy Millard. So, like, it, it's not like you're taking out Sepp Kuss or Wout Van Aert. Gregoire can do the same that Millard is doing. Exactly, he just showed in Swiss. He's climbing, <laughs> fi- no, he's climbing fine. He did exactly. have six watts per kilo for 30 minutes just now. That's yep. better than those guys. I agree. Well, why do you think... Um, why did I interrupt you during why, your Gregoire speech? No, because... no, but why, why do you think this happened? Oh. Is it, it, are we missing the point? Is this personalities? Oh, probably. Probably just egos. The way Godou is speaking on, on, on the social media about his teammate, it sounds like he's got an ego. The way Pino's behaving sounds like he has an ego. The way Demar's behaving sounds like he actually has the least ego of them all, which yeah. is he gets penalized because he's a nice guy, is the way it looks. And this guy's won a lot of races for that team, 96 in fact, um, including big, big races like San Remo and and co and certainly yeah he'll be leaving that team on a, on a very sour note and i don't think it was necessary and in fact i think he's in the right but maybe we'll be because like i don't see Godu coming forth benji is as as realistic as last year he just was terrible in the dauphine like just terrible and he won a dauphine stage last year by the way mm-hmm. uh when he before he came forth yeah he wouldn't have come fourth were it not for Wout van Aert going back to get Roglic on the Granada stage. He was 13 minutes behind in fourth, and I think the, the Tour de France GC field is a little bit deeper this year. Like, yeah. O'Connor and Hindley are just better than him, you know, and they're, they're in finding that three, four spots. Of course, people can get COVID or whatever. Yates, like Yates is better than Gudu right now uh, compared to last year as well. Yes, but it depends on which Yates you're talking about, and... Also, what role the Adam Yates will be landing into once we get to week three of the Tour de France. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, shame for DeMar. Let us know what you think. Should Groupama have taken him? Uh, but yeah, it's a big controversy at the moment. We've got Tour de Swiss stage tomorrow. Next mountain stage, we will have the recap of that. Uh, and until then, ciao. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.